Hey, Christy, what do we talk about on our podcast? Well, Ashley, we talk about all kinds of weird stuff. Like aliens. And ghosts. And cults. And cryptids. And witches. And murders. Yeah, even sometimes murders. Basically, we talk about all kinds of weird shit. Oh, I already said that. Oh. So yeah, if you like weird topics, feminist rants, and the occasional F-bomb, you should listen to us. We post new episodes every other Monday. Find us online at thatsweird.org. And subscribe to That's Weird on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to Rock Candy! Hi! Your weekly podcast, bringing you sweet treats of spooky, scary stories from the world of music! I'm spooked. You spooked your pants? A little. (laughs) I'm I'm getting ready to spook my pants during this episode. Yeah, I'm going to make you spoop it. Oh, I'm very excited to... Shit myself. <laughs> Just excited. You're gonna to shit get yourself. All Sorry. that out there. Just warning you now. <laughs> your pants are gonna be full of shit. <laughs> at the end like, of this heads hour. Up. Maybe plus. before you continue listening, buy some depends. <laughs> get it get some diapers, get some oops I crap my pants. <laughs> And, <laughs> and then just plop them on. And then go play tennis and listen to the, <laughs> the SNL skit. I know, but I'm just like... He went and played tennis. I just have like this thought now of somebody listening to us while they play tennis. And it. I have so many questions. I don't think people that play tennis would listen to us. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. If you, if you play tennis, let us know. We're curious. <laughs> that would be... I'm, I'm. Don't listen to us when you're playing tennis. You need no. to concentrate on what we have to say. Ooh, I was thinking you were going to say concentrate on tennis. I'm glad you didn't. No, don't concentrate on tennis. The ball hits you in the face, whatever, but you need to hear this fucking story we got <laughs> about Axl Rose. Yeah. That's what you need to listen to. Those were good episodes, so. Those were good episodes. <laughs> Those were bananas episodes. Anyway, uh... For tonight's haunting, we are drinking Shadow Figures, an American porter from Common Roots Brewing. Which is right up north from us. Yeah, still another 45 minutes north from me. <laughs> but they're still they're still local. They are. They are still local. Glens Falls, still local. Still local. So but... we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take that and run with it. And uh we're gonna be telling you find folks some pretty awesome ghost stories today from some famous musicians hell yeah it's celebrity ghost stories rock candy style musicians holy shit (laughs) oh shit that's the title of the episode (laughs) got it nailed it nailed it i'm good i can go home now uh i i am uh i kind of i kind of did throw all this on you because I'm such a scared. Like, I don't believe in ghosts at all. I have zero belief in ghosts. It hurts my heart a little, Maggie. I'm sorry. <laughs> all right. I have tried. I have put myself in positions where I was like, all right, there's ghosts here. Well, that's the problem. You're putting yourself in the position to no, do it. No. Like, if I'm putting myself in a haunted place, I fucking worked. I spent a whole summer working in a haunted castle and I never saw shit. 
Well, sometimes that happens. No, that's so- bullshit. Bullshit. Ghosts aren't real. <laughs> Shenanigans. Jesus, Maggie, how do you feel? <laughs> Tell you how I really feel. <laughs> Well, I am on the complete opposite side of the spectrum. I do believe in ghosts. They are very real. And I have had some fucked up, in, or not really fucked up, but fucking scary uh, experiences with them. So. No no Kesha experiences. Nobody tried to feel me up, which I am thankful for. Please don't. <laughs> Thanks, ghosts. Thanks, ghosts. I don't... All the ghosts you've met are perfectly cordial. <laughs> I mean, they're scary. Well, I mean, I feel like ghosts are supposed to be scary. That's just ground groundwork right there. Yeah, I'm I would say that they don't realize they're being scary, but they are inherently scary. Yeah. Cuz they're they're from another they're on another plane, man. They're just trying to say, "Hey, help I'm on another plane, man. <laughs> help me out here." Do yeah, you see me they- and you're like, "Oh, I do. I'm running away." <laughs> I don't like that. But I mean, this kind of works out because it's like, it's like BuzzFeed Unsolved. I'm a total shaniac and you're a Bugara. You're the believer. I'm the disbeliever. Okay. I'm not going to, I love BuzzFeed Unsolved. But. I'm going to shout them out like every episode this month. <laughs> I will find a way to do it. And then I want them to notice us and then be like, ooh, stay away from those girls. Nope. Bitches be crazy. Bitches do be crazy though. Yeah. Um, no, I feel like I'm more of a ghost hunters kind of person. I very much believe that these things are real, but I would, I'd be more inclined to debunk something than try to prove it. Because, mm. mm. you know, Interesting. have you ever watched Ghost Hunters? A couple. Fucking love that show. It was fantastic for a long time. And then one of the main characters left, characters, one of the main guys, <laughs> one of the main guys left and I'm like, but it's not as good anymore. But anyway, still one of my favorite shows And they would go into each place that they investigated thinking we're going to debunk everything, all of the all of the stories and shit that everybody talks about about this place. So we're going to debunk everything. But if we catch something or we see something that we cannot explain, then maybe it's a ghost. Oh, okay. This is in Ghost Adventures. Very different show. Oh, maybe I've seen Ghost Adventures. Fuck Ghost Adventures. Shit. That show is garbage. Shots fired. And I'm going to talk about it later in this Ooh. episode. No. I love, to- ghost- I love talking shit about uh, ghost shows. It's one don't, of my top don't, ten things to do. Don't come for me with this Ghost Hunters is garbage shit because Ghost Hunters is good. <laughs> All the other shows are shit. Just fucking shit. In case you didn't know. Shit. Shit. <laughs> ghost Hunters. That's just legit. But anyway, I got five really awesome ghosty stories to tell, and we can get right into it. Oh, I should have lit some candles. Oh. And turn out all the lights. But then I can't read my notes. <laughs> I need a little flashlight. Oh. Next time. You know, if you're listening to this, turn out all the lights. Turn real low. Turn real low. And wear your adult diapers. Strap, it's almost strap on sexy. those diapers. Or maybe it is sexy. I don't know thing. what you do. That that's your thing. thing. You go person. I mean, if wearing adult diapers and shitting in them is your thing, I... Who are will, we? Who are we to tell you? Who am I to say, ew? <laughs> <laughs> the first story we're going to talk about is from Ace Freely of the band Kiss. 
So Ace Frehley is a former lead guitarist of KISS, mm-hmm. and he bought a house in Yorktown, New York, in Westchester. Oh, he's from Westchester? He got himself a house in Westchester. That's it. That's it. Ace Frehley. So he bought this house. He loved that it came with lots of acreage and was in a secluded area. I always if- feel like acreage isn't a real word. Yeah, I'm gonna say it is for the no, purpose of my. No, I think notes. it is. But it I is. Think it isn't. It's. It sounds like a completely made up word that somebody was just like. It's acreage. Sounds like a word I would make up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I digress. But anyway, there was just something about this house that drew Ace in. But it was also a classic case of haunted house that just wouldn't sell. Oh. Ace says the previous owners were really pushing to sell the house and couldn't find buyers, but at the time he thought the price was really great considering it was a huge house in an upscale part of New York State and came with a lot of land. Mm-hmm. And he didn't really think twice and snatched the house up and moved his wife and daughter in as soon as possible. That sounds... That all checks out. Yeah. But also, sounds like Amityville Horror. Oh, yeah. Right? Ooh. And it's pretty close. Less kids. Older kids. Was there a dog? I, I, he didn't say anything about a dog. Mm. All right, that's good. We know the dog made it. <laughs> that's the worst. When they kill off the dog. God, leave the dog alone. The dog didn't do anything Dog's to you. Dog's just in there being a dog. <laughs> but anyway, immediately, weird shit started happening. At first, it was little things. He claimed he would put things down, and when he'd go back to get it, it would be gone. Then objects would show up again in totally different parts of the house. He would also see things out of the corner of his eye like shadow figures that would disappear when he tried to get a better look. He would also get a weird sense that someone else was in the room. But these things didn't bother him until whatever spirit was in the house started getting violent. Oh, shit. That's when you know shit's bad. It's when they start getting violent. When the ghost goes, oh, I'm going to rock and roll all night, you motherfucker. (laughs) Fuck your shit up all night. You thought you'd be able to sleep? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I got your number, Ace Freely. Eating breakfast one morning, he heard a loud bang from the other room. He found his daughter lying on the ground in pain. Oh, shit. Apparently, she had fallen down the stairs. At first, she said she slipped, but confessed she was pushed by an unseen being. Wait. Well, that would be the first thing I'd say. I'm like, no, some motherfucker pushed me. <laughs> I would say, fucking, I was pushed. Right. But maybe she felt embarrassed. Maybe she was like, Meh. I was embarrassed. I would be more embarrassed that I fell down the stairs like a plebe who doesn't know how to use fucking stairs. I don't know how to use feet. I fell down the stairs. I already doubt her story. <laughs> She's making it up. Anyway, well, either way, she slipped and fell down the stairs. She was pushed down the stairs, whatever. She ended up breaking her ribs. Oh, holy shit. Yes. All right. Well, that's that's a shitty That turns the tables a little bit. I mean, it doesn't turn anything, but it sucks. (laughs) Not long after the incident with his daughter, Ace's wife fell down the stairs, too. (laughs) The same stairs? I think it's just a family of people who don't know how to use stairs. It's like the episode of Family Guy when they get their stairs redone and Peter can't walk down them, so he falls (laughs) down every time. She also felt like she had been pushed, and she actually broke her wrist in the fall. Jesus. Which is eerily similar to what happened to Ace's daughter. Right. Then everyone started experiencing crazy mood swings. 
No one was getting along with each other, and there was this pervasive negative energy that no one could explain. It got so bad that Ace and his wife split up and his daughter moved out. Holy shit. And How this, long did they live in the house? Not very long. This was, I would say, in the span of a year. You know, they say moving is stressful. So maybe the, just the move, or maybe the wife was looking for a reason to leave, and she's like, oh, I'm going to blame it all maybe. on this ghost. <laughs> did Ace really grow a huge beard? Like this huge beard that came out <laughs> like of nowhere. Like fucking what's-his-face Lutz from Amityville Horror. Yes. Like, where did this beard come from? It really worked for the guy in the 70s version. It didn't work for Ryan Reynolds. Also, Ryan Reynolds just didn't work for the, for the remake. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds I would not work. have put Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds doesn't belong in a horror movie. He doesn't, unless it's a funny horror movie. Yeah. He's, he's very funny. I cannot take him seriously. I don't really even think he's that funny. Oh, I think he's pretty funny. I also don't think he's very attractive. Oh, no. I, he's not on my list. Yeah, no. He was on everybody's list for a while, no, and now I'm like, no. no. Like, I'd, I'd have a beer with him. Yeah, hey, I would hang him. out with him. I think he'd be a good time. He'd have some fun stories, and then he'd probably pay the bill. Yeah, but maybe he's also one of those comedic actors that is really funny when he's on, but when he's off and you're just having a drink with him, he's, like, fucking miserable. Oh, my God. And he grows a beard all of a sudden, <laughs> and you're like... Huh. And then he gets shifty eyes, and then, like... Now I know why they cast you in Amityville. So Ace decided to get the fuck out of the house and move to L.A. Yeah. Where his mood completely changed as soon as Hold he got up. there. Hold up. That's not fair. L.A. has way more sunshine and less winter. But also, L.A. is awful. Oh, I mean, I would never fucking live in L.A. They also have smog. Yeah. But, like, also... When were you living in this house in New York? Because maybe you have, se- maybe all of you have seasonal depression. Um, I'm pretty sure everyone in New York has seasonal depression. I don't. Oh. I'm one of the very few lucky ones that does My not have God, seasonal depression. What is that like? I'm like counting down the fucking days once November hits. I live for Halloween and then November hits and I'm gone till like May. Yeah. But the last few years between like, Mid-January to around April, like the last stretch of winter, when we keep getting fucking snowstorms and they don't stop, that's when I get seasonal batshit crazy disease (laughs) and I start like going nuts because I just can't take all the snow anymore. You are feeling personally attacked by Mother Nature. I am personally attacked by the snow right now. Yeah. (sighs) So yeah, they easily could have spent the majority of their time in the winter. They could have been snowbirds. Here's the thing. If they missed fall, then I don't blame them for being pissed off. Fall in <laughs> upstate New York is beautiful. Shut your fucking mouth. Yeah. It's great. And honestly, winter in New York State is beautiful too. Uh, but uh, it's cold. Uh, and if you get too much snow, you go batshit insane like I uh, do. So allegedly, the negativity was gone. And he met a new f- lady friend named Rachel. And things started looking up. Hmm. Then he started thinking maybe it wasn't the house giving off all that negative shit. Maybe if he moved back to the house in New York, it would be a different this time. I'm I'm prone to agree with him though. Right? But he was wrong. Oh. Rachel was instantly put off by the house. She was instantly nauseous upon entering and told Ace she had a really bad feeling about the house, but they moved in anyway. Then she fell down the stairs one day. <laughs> And told Ace that it felt like she'd been pushed. <laughs> like, it shouldn't be funny. But all these fucking it's chicks just, falling it's down the one, fucking stairs. It's one possessed stair 
like step on the staircase that yeah. just like trips people up. You just need to figure out which step it is and never step on it again. <laughs> just go over it. It's just, fine. Just You're young. You're spry. Do it. Yeah. But as a result of the fall, she ended up breaking three ribs, just Jesus like Ace's Christ. daughter. The negativity came back also. He and Rachel were fighting all the time, and the relationship went from perfect to horrible within months. Jeez. Maybe Ace is just a really bad boyfriend. Yeah, I was going to say, like... Common denominator here. The common denominator. Ace Freely. I mean, some may say the house. I'm going to say it's Ace Freely. Yeah, could be. How many wives did most of the KISS members have? Oh, God. Several? Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know how many Ace had, but he had a lot of them. I and think. I don't know if you knew that, if you know this, if it's in your notes anywhere, but was this the first one? Well, when he first moved in, was he with the, his first wife or was he with a second wife? I don't know, but this happened in the early 2000s. Oh, or, that's probably like a second or third wife. Or maybe, Look, no, he bought the house in the 80s, but I think, I don't know. I don't fucking know. Up. It doesn't matter. I'm just saying every every marriage like is worse than the last. With all the, the members of KISS? No, just, or just in um, general. Statistically, <laughs> most marriages have a 40 to 50% chance of ending in divorce, and then your second marriage goes to, like, 60%, and then your third marriage goes to, like, 80%. So if he's on, like, marriage two or three, oh, yeah. common denominator. Common denominator, Ace. It's you. It's you. It's, it's you, bro. Don't blame it on the ghost. How do we know Ace wasn't pushing the girls down the stairs? Could be. No witnesses. No witnesses. We're on to you. Oh my god. The house and the ghost story was a ploy so Ace Freely could push women down the stairs. <laughs> he just wanted, he didn't even want to kill him. He just wanted to push him down the stairs. Mm-hmm. It's just a thing that Ace does. It's his, it's his, it's what he needs some to people, get off. Some people are into bondage. Some, some people, people are into shitting into diapers. Ace, Ace Freely's into, into pushing, pushing women, women down, down the stairs. stairs. Yep, we figured it out. It makes so much sense now. All right. So... Again, they thought maybe it would be the house doing all of this shit, so they brought in a psychic to figure out what the fuck was going on. Oh my god. The psychic said a little boy and girl were abused by their mother in that house, and the mother murdered the children by throwing them down the stairs. Now the children were getting revenge by pushing women in the house down the stairs. Oh. How convenient. Right? Hmm. How convenient. Is there actual evidence of this happening in that house? Like, because you said there it was a haunted be. house. Anyway, like, they were having a hard time selling it. So yeah. was there on the record people were seeing, like, oh, there was a murder in I this house. I don't know. Because murder houses don't sell. Right. I don't think that Ace knew anything, any of the history. But you can easily go to, you know, your town clerk and get records for your house and figure out who lived there before you did, who owned right. the property. And see if any of it correlates. Yeah. Because you, know you, you can find records that say that there were two kids living in that house at right. any particular time and when they died. Yeah. It's easy. It's free. You can do that. You can, yeah. You have the right to do that you if you have the power. House. You have the right. You have the power. So if anything, that psychic knew that that happened. She could have looked that shit up before she went into that house. It might sound. Because Ace Freely didn't do it. Or maybe he did. <laughs> maybe. I'm just saying. He didn't mention it hmm. anywhere. So after this psychic said that there was a little boy and girl there that died, Ace packed his shit and booked it back to California and never looked back. Okay. 
Apparently, he hardcore didn't look back because in 2013, the house was foreclosed on because Holy of shit. two years worth of unpaid mortgages and property taxes. <laughs> Ace Freely's just like, I don't need to pay for this house. Fuck you, Ace Freely. And coincidentally, later that same year, the house caught on fire and was heavily damaged. Hmm. I am. Oh, my God. He's. Mm. Ace Freely, what you doing? Did he have insurance out on the house? Oh, I, you have to have insurance in order to buy a house. But even if it's foreclosed? Well, he bought it well before the foreclosure started. Yeah, but you have to always... Don't you have to keep paying house insurance? Yeah, you have to keep paying all of it. Yeah, so if you stop paying it... I'm just wondering, if he started paying his house insurance again all of a sudden, and then it caught fire, he totally fucking did it. <laughs> He did all of this. I'm not, I am totally. I mean, it. De- I guess it depends on if he paid for his his insurance for an entire year in the beginning of the year, because this happened during the winter time. What so house catches on fire in the winter? It was, the, the police said that it was an electrical issue. Hmm. It's an old house. I get it. I understand. I'm waiting hmm. for my house to go up in flames because of some awful electrical issue. That's fair. My house is just a torch waiting to be lit, basically. So, yeah. especially with all like Mike's electronic stuff in the basement now, it's just begging to be set on fire. Yeah, it can only hold so many power strips. Seriously, <laughs> it's like guys, Come I'm on. old. Why? I'm oh tired. God, I'm so tired. <laughs> so that was Ace. That was Ace. Right. I, I don't know if I believe him or not. I don't believe him. It's a fun story. I already didn't believe him, but now I super don't believe him. And I have devised a conspiracy theory that he had burnt down his own house. That is... pushed women down the stairs. To me, the the fire is the most conspicuous part of the whole story. Yeah. That's... Especially when it was right after the house got foreclosed on. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if he still owns the house now. I couldn't find you that just out. like the rubble of land. That the rubble. <laughs> this, it's nice. Do you think if it's haunted? Do you think? <laughs> do you think it's not haunted anymore now that it got burnt down? You could like well, rebuild over it. It depends. It depends on what exactly the ghost was haunting. Hmm. Was it haunting the house or was it haunting the land? Because I feel like kids aren't advanced enough to understand how land works. Yeah. So I think kid ghosts are only haunting houses. <laughs> yep. It's not how ghosts work, Maggie. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Have ghosts come out with the book of how we work by ghosts? Because, like, (laughs) you could say anything about ghosts, and that's how ghosts work. Except salt. I know salt is, like, the universal keep me safe against demons and shit. That's demons. That's not ghosts. Have you seen Supernatural, Only the first three seasons. (laughs) Then I stopped. It's It's good enough. Salt. Salt. Salt Bay would do real well against demons. He is always safe from ghosts. Yes. Well, demons. So on to ghost story number two, involving none other than the paranormal crazed Dan Aykroyd. Wait, but he's not a musician. He's not, but he could be haunted by one. (gasps) Ooh, I'm really excited about this one. So back in the 80s and up through the early 2000s, Dan Aykroyd owned a house with a very rich history behind it and also allegedly a famous ghost. His former L.A. home once belonged to a slew of famous names, having been previously owned by Natalie Wood, Ringo Starr, and Cass Elliot, whom you may know better as Mama Cass from the Mamas and the Papas. Oh, yeah. 
Dan Aykroyd and his wife, Donna Dixon, swear up and down that Mama Cass haunts this house. <laughs> Stop. That is the best ghost. I feel like Mama Cass would be a good fucking time, though. Right? Like, if, if I were going to be haunted by a ghost... She would be the most wonderful, benevolent ghost. Like, she seemed like the most chillest person. Yeah. So I feel like as a ghost, she'd be like, Sup, Dan Aykroyd. How you doing? You're going to do Ghostbusters? <laughs> going to do Ghostbusters 3? When's Is that, that happening? What you writing? Can I be in your movie? <laughs> I'll be Slimer. Oh! oh! That would be so cute if she was Slimer. Oh. Yeah, I know. But in this climate, I'm like, people are going to think we're making a fat joke. But we're not. I know. Slimer was cute. No, Slimer was the best. As a child... Slimer's, like, the best fucking part of that movie. Yeah. Also the best part of the cartoon. Oh, my God. That cartoon. That was great. That was a rad cartoon. So Dan never gives much of an explanation for why he believes it's Mama Cass. (laughs) Aside from saying that he feels like it's, quote, unquote, a big ghost. All right. See, he's making a fat joke. He's making a fat joke. That's Dan Aykroyd's bad fat joke. Apparently, off topic a little bit. I guess he's not a great person in person. I can see that. I can see him being a total fucking asshole. Which surprised me. He seems like he's a nice guy. Um, I watched a video of him and uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah. And Neil deGrasse Tyson was telling him about this ghost experience a friend of his had. And he was like being really animated and being funny about it and everything. And then when he was done with the story, Dan Aykroyd is like, well, you know, ghosts do th- do this and and starts going into like all of the metaphysics and whatever and the fundamental like oh my god like foundations of ghosting and ha- and hauntings and shit and I'm like that is the most uninteresting and boring response so, you could have possibly had so to his story. So maybe it's not even that he's not a good person. Maybe he's just like you said earlier, fucking boring. Maybe he's just when he's got to be funny, he's funny. But yeah. once he's done having to be funny, he's like, "I'd like to be done being funny now." Yeah. Thank you. But so also, maybe he just likes to be serious. But also, he <laughs> takes paranormal stuff super seriously. He believed in Ghostbusters. One hundred percent. He thought he was doing a documentary, and a lot of Ghostbusters was influenced by his house because oh he experienced God. so much shit in that house. That's amazing. Um, but like he comes from a his family is has this legacy of being interested in paranormal. His dad huh. wrote a whole book on it. What? Yeah, his whole family is super into the paranormal. Wow, all it's right, it's crazy. Not long after purchasing the house in the 80s, weird shit started happening that they couldn't explain. Dan claims the ghost crawled into bed with him, randomly turned on exercise equipment, and moved jewelry around. (laughs) Oh, Mama Cass, you little scamp. (laughs) You minx. (laughs) Of the bed snuggling incident, Dan said that he decided to take a nap one day in his bedroom. He closed the door but didn't lock it. When he woke up, he saw that the door was open and there was a depression in the bed like a person was laying on it next to him. That is fucking creepy. So instead of flipping his lid like most people would, he snuggled up to the entity and fell back to sleep. (laughs) Oh my god! Oh oh my god! Please, there's gotta be fan art of this. Just oh, there ghost, should be. A ghost mama cast, but like being spooned by Dan Aykroyd. 
Oh my god, this is the cutest thing ever. Happy as could be. Oh my god. Apparently, word got out that the estate was haunted, and that meant no one wanted to go near it. For a while in 2006, Dan and Donna tried to lease the house but couldn't find any takers. Maybe that was because of the ghost, or maybe it was because they were trying to lease it for $30,000 a month. What? $30,000 a month. 80s money? No, this is in 2006. Oh, I'm sorry. Either way. No, I'm just trying to, like, LA's always been a hot spot for actors and shit, but... But come on. And I've seen pictures of the inside of the house and how they had it decorated. One word. Woof. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) A few more words. Floor to ceiling floral wallpaper. Oh, no. In the kitchen. And when I say to the ceiling, I mean covered the ceiling no yeah no yeah don't do that <laughs> dan 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 you're breaking my wife's name is doris donna donna dan donna dan donna dan and donna danny donna what are you fucking doing like did anybody walk into your house do you have family members who just walked in and said what are you, what are you fucking doing did this house hurt you what? yeah did they do that or did they buy the house like that and feel like they couldn't change the house i'm sure that they did it and just didn't change it for a really long time that's fucked yeah at least make it look pretty get an interior decorator yeah come on get anyway guys but they couldn't find any takers so they put the house on the market and sold it to none other than actress beverly d'angelo oh okay who also experienced the same freaky occurrences that Dan did. But did she snuggle up to Mama Cass? Highly fucking doubtful. <laughs> That's, I feel like Dan would leave and tell, and tell Beverly, look, maybe you're going to wake up and see a depression in the bed. It's just Mama Cass. Just okay. snuggle up with her. She loves it. She just wants the spoon. It's we, fine. Yeah. So random interesting fact that I found out when I was researching this. Mama Cass died in 1974 when she was 32 years old in a London flat owned by Harry Nilsson in the Shepherd Market area of London. Mm -hmm. Only four years after that, Keith Moon of The Who died in the same flat at the same age. Oh, yeah. Fucking weird. I did hear about that. That was so weird. Yeah. And Keith Moon was staying there. Harry Nilsson still owned it. And he was staying there to, like, try to detox from, like, alcohol and everything. Like you do. Yeah. So he, like, locked himself in his friend's flat and tried to... um, Avoid drugs. Yeah. And alcohol (laughs) and all that shit. Yeah. But he was taking way too much of the... The drug that's supposed, it's the sedative that's supposed to counteract the withdrawal symptoms of alcohol. Oh, I don't know what it's called. He took, I want to say he took 32 pills. And... Only six of them were actually digested, and that's what killed him. Holy. All right. Yeah. So that's he, a thing. he was trying to detox from drugs and took an overdose on the drug that was helping him detox, and he died on the anti-drug drug. Fucked up. So fucked up. Jesus. And also, Harry Nilsson, what are you doing? Come on, man. What is wrong with you? Did you did you shut that place down afterwards? Because I would have. Just lock it. Just board it up and leave it. Too many people died. <laughs> we're, we're calling it quits. 
So I don't know who owns that house now. Oh, I take it Beverly D'Angelo did not stay. Well, you know how Hollywood types are. They buy they a million. Anyway. They buy a million dollar house. They have it for two years. They don't even live in it. Then they turn around and sell it. So I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. I guess. So let's go back a few episodes now. Ooh. And go back to when we were talking about Loretta Lynn. You may remember from our Loretta Lynn episode that I talked a little bit about her estate called Hurricane Mills. Yes. Hurricane Mills is a plantation that Loretta and her husband, Dew, bought in 1966. But when they bought the house, they didn't realize it came with a slew of spirits in tow. They also didn't realize that a whole town came with it. What? There's a whole town called Hurricane Mills that is on the plantation property, and they got the whole town when they bought that, the, the house. It, were there people living in the town? I think so. Were they like but the it, mayor and mayorette of the town? I'm not actually entirely sure. I know that there were buildings, like there was a church, there was a general store, there was a mill, wow. and like all that shit, but I don't know if anybody actually lived in Hurricane Mills itself. That's so crazy. Huh. The plantation is about an hour west of Nashville. The main house was built by the Hillman family in 1918, but the property itself goes back a long time and has a huge and disturbing history. It was land originally inhabited by Native Americans, many of whom died fighting to keep their land. It was also a battleground during the Civil War. Confederate Army General Nathan Bedford Forrest himself led a successful raid on the Union Army, who is nearby. Hurricane Mills. And Nathan Bedford Forrest, I believe, started the KKK. Cool. Right? This guy's got a good track record. Yeah. I like it. Some lives were even lost during a small skirmish on the plantation grounds themselves. Loretta claims 19 soldiers were killed just a short distance from the house itself. The church on the property was used as a soldier's hospital, so presumably at least a handful of lives were lost in that building, too. Jeez, Louise. People have seen apparitions of soldiers on the grounds. A full-body apparition is sometimes seen crossing the bridge over the Duck River that runs through the property, and some have seen ghostly soldiers camping at the banks of the river. Ooh. (laughs) I'm like, once you get to apparitions, I'm like, no, you didn't. Your eyes played tricks on you. You didn't see anything. Maybe it was actual people. Yeah, maybe you just saw a person or a cat. I have this thing. If I don't sleep for 24 hours, I start seeing cats. Well, that sounds like a you problem. It is. (laughs) Except, like, Mike says he has that problem. I met a couple people who say they see things. And the longer I stay awake, the bigger the things that I see get. My longest run was 40 hours, and I started thinking I was seeing children. I see things out of the corner of my eyes all the time. Yeah. Like, it looks like people, like, walking by, but you look quick and there's nobody there. It's just floaties. It's just eye floaties. I mean, I guess. Sorry. I I'm I'm a big old skeptic. You're a big old curmudgeon. I am. But somebody's got to be here to be the fucking squeaky wheel. <laughs> Let's call me squeaky wheel. Uh, Loretta's mom, Clara, was said to have clairvoyance capabilities. Oh, okay. She visited Hurricane Mills once and got so freaked out she left and went back home to Nashville. When asked what was wrong, Clara said she had a distinct feeling that one of Loretta's children were going to die on the plantation. Oh, shit. Jack Lynn, Loretta's son, ended up dying on the property in 1984 after going riding one evening and falling off his horse when trying to cross the Duck River. Right. This was right before that happened. 
Oh. So that's kind of freaky. That is kind of. As for the house itself. Or lo- was it just that it was a time and a place where you could easily have gotten hurt and not gotten help in, th- in enough time and maybe died? Well, nobody really knows how he died. He just went out on his horse to go riding one day and he never came back. And then when they brought the search party out the next day, they found his horse at the bottom of like a bluff and just a short distance from the horse was his body face down in the river. Right. So they don't, the, I don't know if the river was really rushing and he tried to cross it. The river was out to get him. (laughs) He really wronged that river. It was certainly the river wild. Ah. As for the house itself, a lot of people claim to hear footsteps all over the house, but every time they try to find the intruder, no one is there. Loretta often sees who she calls Old Man Anderson. (laughs) This is actually James T. Anderson, a former owner of the plantation, who is credited as a major contributor to the development of the house and property. Hmm. He was the first person to bring electricity into the house and develop the estate into a very profitable farm and mill. Oh, well, he's got a lot going on for him, at least. Yeah. He's but, a bougie ghost. Yeah, his ghost sounds kind of like a dick, but mm. whatever. Probably feels entitled. <laughs> he is an entitled white man, after all. Oh, even in death. Yeah. <laughs> Loretta believes he looks over her and that he is the protector of the house and the family. He is particularly possessive over the framed albums along the staircase, hmm. which is kind of a weird thing. To Are be- they Loretta's photos? Yeah. Oh, okay. They're, they're her right. framed albums that she's put out. He really likes her music. I guess so. According to Loretta and some caretakers, old man Anderson pushed a tour guide down the stairs when she dared to accidentally touch an album while conducting a tour. So the moral of the story is don't use stairs. Ever. (laughs) There might be a ghost who's going to push you right down. Just fucking use the elevator. That's what they're there for. Yeah. Don't try to be all health conscious. Don't be a hero. Yeah, don't be a hero. Just, or just slide down the stairs on your bum. Ooh, slide down the banister. (laughs) No, don't do that because that's what um, the guy from Anal Cunt tried to do and he died. (gasps) Wait, what? Um... One of the guys from uh, the band Anal Cunt recently was fucking around on an escalator in a mall, and he fell off the railing and died in the mall. Well, that's the mall. I, I can't. Well, I can't imagine a house banister is that big. I don't know. And it's escalator. Just, Escalators are different. Just don't fuck around with just, stairs. Just stay away from stairs. Use the elevator. And if there isn't one, jump out the fucking window. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, you're you're stuck on the second story. Sorry. Yeah. You're just stuck you there. You live there now. <laughs> the brown bed bedroom sees a lot of activity. Ooh. I j- I just realized the brown bedroom <laughs> just sounds so bad. Filthy. It's gross. Blech. According to Loretta's son Ernest, who had the brown room as his bedroom <laughs> as a kid. <laughs> Poop. <laughs> We're 12. <laughs> Ernest said the room was always colder than others, and there were tons of dead flies in the windowsill, and this was the only room in the entire house with flies. I don't think that is 
anything at all. That could be because, a location thing or a temperature thing or maybe yeah. the way the sun hits it or a tree it's, nearby. It's just an old house thing because I grew up in an old house mm-hmm. and there was always like one room one window in one room that always had a ton of dead flies in it. Yeah. You just fucking vacuum them up and move on with your life. They're just flies. Who cares? Our fucking kitchen window gets so many bugs. Yeah. Because it's right under the tree. And it's usually in a window that gets a lot of sun. Yeah. There's always the one window in one room in the house that gets a shit ton of ladybugs every year. Yeah. Always. Because there's so much sunlight and ladybugs love sunlight. They do. I made that up. I don't know if that's true, but I feel like that's accurate. I think ladybugs just love windows. Ladybugs just like strutting their stuff. Sure. (laughs) I mean. Ladies. (laughs) Along with the flies, Ernest also saw ghosts in the brown room when he was a kid. He said he woke up one night to two Confederate soldiers perched at the bottom of his bed staring at him. That would scare the shit out of me for sure. Right? Probably because I'm from New York, but still. (laughs) What are you doing here, Confederate soldiers? How did you get here? He was terrified and ran out of the room and never went back in. Yep. Loretta's other son, Jack Benny, had a creepy experience in the brown bedroom, too. (laughs) After a tiresome evening, he collapsed into bed, still dressed. He felt something tugging on his feet, so he woke up and saw a Confederate soldier tugging on his boots, trying to drag him out of the bed. Hey, man. You shouldn't sleep with your boots on. That's real bad for you. Here, let me help. Let me he was help just you. trying to He's help. He's trying to help get his boots off. He's, you know what? Maybe these Confederate soldiers get too much shit. That's pretty nice. Or he thought that Jack was dead and was trying to steal his boots so he could wear them. Yo, fuck that Confederate soldier. In I came case, back. I came back around. In that case, fuck you, dude. Come for us, dead Confederate soldier. And don't forget, this property was once a southern plantation. Not only were soldiers slain on the battlefield, but slaves lived, worked, and died on the property, too. One particularly spooky section of the house is what Loretta refers to as the slave pit. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like... A little bit spooky. Yeah. I would just say upsetting. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, get rid of it. Maybe give it a new name. Just something. I don't know. Off of the front porch is a pit covered by iron bars. It's a dark, dungeon-like basement littered with chains and restraints. Many in the family believe this is where a lot of disobedient slaves were kept and tortured. Get rid of it! Also, move! Get rid of it! Yeah. Oh my... No! (laughs) Oh my god, no! If I moved into a fucking house that had a slave pit... I don't think I would be comfortable living in a former plantation. No. I don't think I would really want that. I don't even know. I don't even know what you would have to do. You would have to, like, take some serious good karma and just change it into a beautiful place and, like, I don't know, say you're sorry a lot. (laughs) A lot? I don't know. I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't even know how you make up for that. You don't. Burn it? Yeah. I... That might be good. Just burn it. Just burn it. I mean, how are you supposed to appease a ghost of a really misfortune? You're supposed to help it. Right. But how do you help? Well, that's when you bring the psychic in and I don't trust psychics. They don't fucking know. They want your money. They can tell you whatever they fucking need to. Fucking. You need to get ghost hunters in there. Fucking get ghost hunters in there. Or Sam and Dean. Both? Do you think both the, at the same time? Do you think at uh, this point, uh, both at the same time? I just, uh, I just want Dean. 
I'm here for Dean. Okay. Do you think at this point, the actors who play Dean and Sam are just embracing it and saying, yeah, we'll come to your house and pretend we're actual ghost hunters. Just pay <laughs> Maybe. us. I mean, we should go to the Supernatural uh, convention no. that they do in New Jersey no. every year. Nope. If there are two conventions I will never go to right off the bat, and it's Supernatural and Doctor Who, because I don't think I could mentally, physically, or emotionally handle a weekend with the fans of those two fandoms. Uh, I want you to think about the people who are still real, like, real into Supernatural. Yeah, No offense if you're still real into Supernatural, but there are some of y'all, guys, it's a show. And they're brothers. Stop with the slash. Oh, but they totally address that in the show. And it's really funny. <laughs> Although, what is it? The Angel and Dean? People ship them a lot. I never got to Cass. that part. Yeah. Castiel. I'm fine with that. You want to ship them with the that's Angel, fine. that's fine. But that's they're brothers, okay. guys. Yeah, they're brothers. Come on. Yeah, that's gross. Come on, guys. Gross. Gross. Anyway. But if you know how to uh, reverse... Or, or, like, make up for the horrible shit we did to slaves as ghosts. Let us know. Because yeah, uh, we need to do that. I'm I'm going to go with burn it down. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to Seth Rollins the shit out of this and burn it the fuck down. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, so back to the slave pit. I'm sorry. Yeah, the <laughs> slave pit. I was really trying to lighten that fucking mood. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Uh, one evening, Loretta and a friend were hanging out watching TV when someone came up onto the front porch. The mysterious person walked around but didn't stop and knock on the door. Hmm. A few minutes later, the same thing happened again, accompanied by the sounds of dragging chains. Oh, no. Loretta was convinced it was the ghost of a slave being taken out of or being thrown into the sla- slave pit. Oh. Which is incredibly, horribly sad. Yeah, like, that's not even just scary. That's just really fucking sad. That really puts... The whole weight of American history right on your shoulders. You know, for those listening at home and wouldn't know, we're recording on Columbus Day. Yeah. Uh. Or um, Indigenous Peoples Day. Which is a better day. It's a way better day because... Because fuck Columbus. Fuck fuck Christopher Columbus. He can eat a dick. He can eat a lot of dicks. I hope his ghost is just eating dicks right now. (laughs) And he's like, please stop giving me dicks. (laughs) All the fucking dicks. In every single orifice you can possibly put them. He's like, I can't hear. There's dicks in my ears. Good. 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 Fuck you. So lastly, there is the lady in white. Loretta. Lady in white (laughs) is haunting my house every night. Close enough. Make a new song. (laughs) Loretta's daughter Peggy started seeing the lady when she was as young as three. When the lady would visit her at night when she was trying to sleep. Loretta has also had experiences with her. She came home from tour once to see a woman on the balcony crying and clearly in distress. Mind you, since very early on after they purchased the house, they opened their whole property up to tourists. Oh. And people that just wanted to visit and, like, look at her house and hang out on her property. That's cool. So... She came home for t- from tour and saw this lady on her balcony and didn't really think anything of it except for the fact that she was upset. So she went upstairs to find the woman and she wasn't on the balcony. Instead, Loretta saw the same woman walking through the cemetery across the lawn. 
By the time Loretta got downstairs and out the door to try to approach the woman, she was gone. It turns out she was a young woman that had lived at the plantation and had lost a baby. Beulah McMurtry was the wife of James Anderson's son, William. Beulah and William had a baby in 1917, but sadly it died the same day. Beulah died 12 days later. Could possibly be the same woman. Looking for her baby. Oh, that's sad. They really like her porch, huh? Well, it's a really, it's like... It's a nice porch. Well, it's, it. her house, Hurricane Mills is like a very typical antebellum plantation house. Okay. Where it's like the big square mansion with the big columns in front and a really nice balcony on the second floor. It's like floor. that wraparound balcony. It looks like the mansion in Forrest Gump. Oh, okay. It's pretty much All the right. exact same setup. Huh. So it's it's a it's a good balcony for a ghost to wander and you know that's prime ghost real estate right there. It is All right. literally. Oh, Loretta always insisted that the ghosts inhabiting her house were harmless, and she lived with them in harmony. But that Uh-oh. seemed to change when her own husband Dew died in 1996. Ooh, she's never claimed to see Dew's ghost at Hurricane Mills, but she moved out of the plantation house and into a newly built modern home on another part of the property because she was too creeped out to stay there at night. Arguably, it could also be painful memories. Maybe of- that I think that is more. Oh, I bought yeah. this house with my husband. Oh, my husband's dead. I don't really want to be here anymore. But also, I have all this money and all this land. I can do whatever the fuck I want. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So now that we've talked about an old school country artist, now we can talk about a modern artist mm. that I do not understand at all, but oh. I'm going to talk about him anyway. Okay. He's one of those people that, like, I'm just fascinated by how ridiculous and ugly he is. Uh, okay. Because I just don't get it. Why I are don't you so get ugly? It. What happened to your face? <laughs> no, really. It's oh. So it's Post Malone. Oh. I don't understand. Exactly. Post Malone. I don't get the Post Malone. Is he country? No. Is he rap? I don't know. Is he pop? Is he hip hop? What is he? Confession. I've never heard a Post Malone song that I, I know you're of. Gonna say he did the song Confession, and I'm like, no, he didn't. That was Usher. This Uh-oh. is my confession. Oh yeah, yeah. I wasn't really into Usher, but I know what song you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about mm-hmm. more than if I were to sing a Post Malone song, <laughs> which you can because you don't know one. Shut up. I don't either, and I don't get him. What is on your face? Why hair? Why the hair? Why the face? I don't get it. I don't. What is wrong with your teeth? I, is this what the kids like these days? Because I don't get it. Hold on. I need to look at this now. Oh! Oh, no! <laughs> what have you done to yourself? <laughs> what did you do? I don't... I don't... I don't... I just oh, don't. Oh, no. Oh. What is on your face? Oh, no. That's unfortunate for you. But, like, is... Is this fashionable? Yeah, it is, though. I think he's a rapper. I think he's a hip hop artist. Yeah, I'm saying that because of face tattoos. <laughs> but I think you're right. Yeah, I think so. Well, no, right now in rap hip hop, everyone is doing face tattoos. It's 100 percent the style and the fashion. But don't, don't. And like, here's the thing: if you've looked at us, we're super pro tattoo. Yeah, we have tons of tattoos. However, 
The thing with your face and your neck, allow me to throw this out there. Your face and neck skin changes drastically throughout your life. Right. So unless you are getting constant Botox, which maybe you are, looking at you Kat Von D, because those stars would not be up there right now anymore, then you should not get a face tattoo because that thing you have on your forehead is going to be next to your eye in six years. Yeah. Because your face changes a lot really quickly, unlike the rest of your skin, which takes a little bit longer. You are constantly using your face muscles. Yeah. And instead of that tightening your face muscles, it actually relaxes them. Yeah. So... I should know. I've got forehead wrinkles for days. You could wash a t-shirt on mine. Do a little scrubbing. Hilariously, I don't see a fucking wrinkle on your forehead. What are you even talking it's about? dark lighting in here. Oh my god, are you shitting me? I will I will fight you. I will. It's a family trait. Well, maybe if you stop giving me crazy eyes, then you won't have the forehead wrinkle. I can't stop with the crazy eyes. It's just what I do. Stop it with the Steve Harvey face. No one should ever stop. Steve Harvey gets to do that face because he gets Botox every other day. He also gets paid to do that face. So this... Post Malone guy. Post Malone. Uh. What about pre-Malone? What happened to pre-Malone? What about current Malone? Present Malone. There's pre-present and post Malones. (laughs) I don't want to know what happened to them. I kind of got off with, like, my notes, but I just have to say this because I thought I was really funny when I thought of it. Said I don't know his music. I just know he looks disgusting and he probably smells like a stray dog's butthole. Which is a pretty apt description of Post Malone. Yeah, I can't imagine that that man smells good. No. 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 So there's also, as previously mentioned, this god-awful show called Ghost Adventures. Oh, yeah, we talked about them. Not to be confused with Ghost Hunters, which is actually legit. Yes. Ghost Adventures is the joke of a ghost hunting show. I love how passionate you are about this. I am. It's a bunch of dude bros dressed like the S.H.I.E.L.D., acting like they're a paranormal SWAT team, trying to intimidate ghosts into manifesting by screaming obscenities at them. Is that the one with the really weird, the guy who's, uh, I guess classically attractive but you can tell it's because he had a lot of work done um there's one show where i feel like one guy is like real ripped like too ripped oh and yeah, his yeah, face yeah 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 is like yeah you could tell he got work done does he have spiked hair i think so Some kind of like spiked black hair yeah. i haven't actually seen uh ghost adventures in a long time but the last time i watched it he had gotten really jacked yeah and like unnaturally jacked yeah like why are you on steroids when you're not a wrestler? You're just, I mean, arguably, wrestlers shouldn't be on steroids I, either. However, I get what you're saying, and you're hunting ghosts. Yeah, I really think that they want to be the shield. But you're never going to be the but shield. But you're not going to be the shield. Roman Reigns Stop is it. better than you. Ooh. I'd rather watch Shots Roman, fired. I'd rather watch Roman Reigns wrestle Samoa Joe than watch uh, Ghost Adventures. Roman Reigns and Samoa Nope. Boom. Samoa Nope. <laughs> anyway, it's basically an hour-long TV show with some bros swinging their dicks around at some ghosts. That's fair. Yeah. Ghosts and- hate dicks. <laughs> That's how really you do. You just swing your dick around. <laughs> but Post Malone guested on an episode of Ghost Adventures recently. Uh. In the episode, Post Malone and Ghost Adventures host 
Zach Baggins. Zach spelled Z-A-K. Stop. There should be at least one more letter in there. <laughs> right? A three-letter Zach doesn't work. Yeah. Whether it's Z-A-K or Z-A-C. I have known three-letter Zachs. Not a fan. Yeah. None of them. Not a fan. Change it. Throw one in there. Well, apparently this Zach Baggins has a <laughs> haunted museum in Las Vegas. <laughs> and the legendary Dybbuk box is housed at his museum. The what? And Baggins was showing it off to Post Malone. Let me tell you what a Dybbuk box is. Thank you. (laughs) The Dybbuk box is a haunted wine cabinet that contains the spirit of a Dybbuk. A Dybbuk is a restless and evil spirit in Jewish folklore that can possess people. The box was discovered by a guy named Kevin Manis who brought it, who bought it at a yard sale from a Holocaust survivor. He opened the box when he got home, which you are not supposed to do. Yep. And shortly thereafter, he and his family started experiencing some really scary shit like shared nightmares and various serious health problems. So he sold the Dybbuk box on eBay. <laughs> Stop. Everyone. What? Everyone who has owned this Dybbuk box has sold it to somebody else on eBay. So it's now the eBay box. The eBay Dybbuk box. Nice. And subsequent owners also experience the same weird incidents, always ending up selling the box on eBay to someone else. Why eBay? Guys, it's 2018. If it's really that fucked up, just give it to somebody. Yeah. But. Wow. Bitches will do anything for a buck, huh? Yep. They really will. It's like, but that's why you need, like, as much as I don't love the Warrens, you need, like, Ed and Lorraine Warren to swoop in and be like, stop selling it. Fucking give it to me because I'm going to put it next to the Annabelle doll and we're just going to fucking (laughs) show it off. But the Warrens will be like, no, this is terrible. This is awful. But give it to us and we'll put it in our museum and charge people $25 to look at it. Damn, really? $25? Whatever. Huh. The Warrens were not good people. No. They were terrible people. Man, if we... If we did have, like, a ghosty, spooky podcast, we could go on for days about the Warrens. But if you want to hear us talk about the Warrens, come have a drink with... Oh, my God. Come buy us a drink and talk to them about the Warrens. Come buy us a drink. We will talk to you about the Warrens for hours. (laughs) Oh, yes, we will. Eventually, the box was donated to Baggins, and I think I'm pronouncing his last name completely wrong, but I... I know. I keep thinking he's a Baggins, but he doesn't deserve to be a Baggins. But I'm still calling him Baggins because I like saying Baggins. I think it's Baggins, but I'm saying Baggins. I think he made up his name to sound like he was a Baggins, but you don't deserve to be a Baggins. Zach with no C. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Eventually, the box was donated to Baggins, and he has displayed it in his museum. Now, when Post Malone was guesting on their show, Baggins took the display case off the box and touched it, which supposedly curses you. Post Malone got a little freaked out and touched Baggins' shoulder, presumably also cursing himself. I don't think that's how curses work. I don't either. Maybe that's how electric shocks work, (laughs) but not curses. (laughs) Yes. After filming the show, Post Malone had a string of bad luck. First, his plane almost crashed when two tires blew out when the plane was taking off, and they had to make an emergency landing, and he was understandably shaken up. You know what I'm going to attribute that to? Being a musician in a plane. Yeah. 
He he almost um, Aaliyah'd himself here. And or... Lisa Left Eye Lopez himself. Well, that was a Jeep. I meant... Um, that was a Jeep. Bo- uh, Buddy Holly. Yes, Buddy Holly. Buddy and Holly Patsy Klein. And Patsy Klein. This is, I mean, if and you I, are a musician in a plane, you are already at 50% more risk than most normal I human beings. Say, I wouldn't even put this in the bad luck category. I would say it was good luck because they landed the plane safely and he was unhurt. Yeah. Right? Hmm. Shannies. A few weeks later, the rapper was... Oh, he is a rapper. I put it in my notes. Oh, my God. <laughs> the rapper was involved in a serious car accident when his Rolls... When his Rolls Royce somehow crashed into a Kia, plowed through a fence, and came to arrest atop some shrubbery. Hold up. Again, good luck. Because first of good all, luck. you're driving a Rolls Royce. Yeah. And he wasn't even driving. He was a passenger. He oh. had somebody else driving it. You know for what? him. You're just making me not like him more. Yep. Around the same time, his former home was robbed at gunpoint by three male suspects who kept asking the new owners, where's Post Malone? So, again, no, this is a straight good luck. luck. Good luck. Good luck. Oh, my God. This is all good luck. Yeah. He's cursing other people. <laughs> other people Hold are on. cursed. He is the Dybbuk box. Oh, my God. He has taken over the form of the Dybbuk box. The Dybbuk is possessing Dybbuk? him. Dybbuk. D-I-B-I-C-K? D-Y-B-B-U-K. Dybbuk. Oh, Dybbuk. Uh, either way. Yeah, think about it. That pilot probably got in trouble for not checking the the wheels. He probably lost his job. Right? Um, He hit a Kia, but he wasn't hurt, but maybe the person in the Kia was. Also, he destroyed somebody's property, so now they got to go through their insurance to get that shit fixed. And then the house that he used to live in got robbed at gunpoint when he didn't live there anymore. Yeah. No. He's, he's the, the Dybbuk box. <laughs> He is the box in which the Dybbuk lives. Oh, my God. He's the Dybbuk. Post Dybbuk. <laughs> Dybbuk Malone. Dybbuk Malone. That's Dybbuk better. Malone. I like that better. But according to Zach Baggins, it's because of the Dybbuk box. Yeah, it is. It is because but he's, he's not, the Dybbuk. But he's not cursed. He is the curse. Yeah. What a piece of shit. He is no longer Post Malone. He's Dybbuk box. He needs yeah. to rename himself. Oh, he should, though. Maybe I'll listen to him then. No, no. Well, I don't know. If you own it, I can respect that. I'm excited to see what else what else will go quote unquote wrong for Post Malone. <laughs> what, is, what could happen next, Post Malone? Oh, that's oh. right. You're going to fuck someone else's life up. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe you can give me your Rolls Royce and we'll see where I don't want his shit. I don't want him anywhere near me. True. Point taken. Next. Next. So our last story is somebody you've probably heard of but never really knew who he was. Huh. Graham Parsons. Yes. So the ghost of Graham Parsons is said to be haunting room eight of the Joshua Tree Motel where the legendary country musician's life ended abruptly at the ripe old age of 26. I like that it's not even about his haunting experience is about him haunting everybody yeah. else. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> if you don't know who Graham Parsons is, let me tell you. Thomas. Way back in the mid to late 60s, Graham Parsons was a prominent figure in country and blues music. He popularized the hybrid of country, blues, rock, and folk music that he called Cosmic American Music, <laughs> which is basically the godfather of the alt-country scene that's popular now. Oh, Okay. 
He was a member of the Birds in 1968, mm-hmm. then started the Flying Burrito Brothers with fellow Birds member Chris Hillman, and is also credited with discovering Emmylou Harris. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. You got a lot I, going for you, bro. Yeah. He was a pretty big influence on the Rolling Stones as well, and he was good friends with Keith Richards and put the country influence into them when they recorded songs like Honky Tonk Woman. Oh, okay. And when the Stones were recording Exile on Main Street, that's when Graham Parsons was hanging out with them a lot and had all this influence on them to be a little bit country. A little bit country. I I will say Honky Tonk Woman is one of my favorite Rolling Stones songs, so good for you, Graham Parsons. Yes. But like a lot of musicians in the 60s and 70s, Graham had a major drug and alcohol problem. You don't say. (laughs) Surprise, surprise. What? He also had a weird fascination with the Joshua Tree Desert and would often take excursions deep into the desert where he would drink epic proportions of alcohol and ingest psychedelics and search for UFOs. That actually sounds fucking amazing. He was, I feel like, kind of ahead of his time with this Shit. I would roll with him so hard. He was like the original Burning Man. But like better than Burning Man. Better. Because it's not surrounded by hipsters jumping into a fire. I would actually hang out with him during these things. I would never go to Burning Man. Oh no. I don't. I can't shirt cock it. So I can't go to Burning Burning Man. That's all I really know about Burning Man is that people have tried to jump in the fire and most guys shirt cock it the whole time. Shirt cock it? Shirt cock. What? What? <laughs> it's when a guy wears a t-shirt and no pants. Shirt cock. It is exactly what it sounds like. Oh, yeah. I don't want to see that. No. Because even it's ridiculous. A man, a grown ass man in a t-shirt with no pants on. Just shirt cocking it. You know what? PSA men, shirt cocking it is not attractive to anyone. Why even bother with the shirts? <laughs> what are you all of, your, all of your shit's just hanging out. Why? <laughs> like, why bother? The thing that I'm really going to look at is already out. It's. I don't care if your nipples are covered, man. Yeah, right? Like, <laughs> might as well dicks have nipples out, right? <laughs> is that how that works? Yeah, that's how that works. All right. <laughs> Burning man. In September 1973, after a seriously rough patch with his wife that resulted in their divorce, Graham went out to the Joshua Tree Desert with his friend Phil Kaufman to recuperate and prepare for an upcoming tour. And by recuperate, I really mean consume inhuman amounts of alcohol and drugs. Sounds about right. That's how I recuperate. Right? Isn't that how everybody does it? On September 18th, he drank six double tequilas at a bar nearby. Then injected himself with morphine when they got back to the Joshua Tree Motel. Needless to say, he overdosed and attempts to revive him were unsuccessful. Yeah. Attempts included shoving ice cubes up his butt. It's like just when in I want to wanted to know. When I want to take this story seriously, you just take it for that hard right turn and I'm like, "Really? Yeah. Really, guys? This is Burning Man." <laughs> it is Burning Man. Uh, toxicology reports indicate Graham had been shot up with enough morphine to be fatal to three people. What? Yeah. What? Who who gave it to him? Some random woman that was at the hotel. But then his friends found him. He was still breathing, but he was unresponsive. So they gave him the, the ice cube suppositories, oh. gave him a cold shower, 
And then he was still breathing, but not really awake. So they went to get him coffee to see if that would revive him. Oh, my and God. While one of them was out getting coffee, the other one realized he was, like, done for. And then by the time the other one came back, they called the ambulance, and then he died. Oh, I'm sorry. After, After all co- of that. The coffee is when you're like, oh, this didn't work. I guess we should call an yeah, ambulance. Yeah. They they waited, like, all night before they called him an ambulance. If they called him an ambulance immediately, he probably would have been alive. Yeah. Yep. But they didn't. Guys. You're not a doctor. Fucking call an ambulance. Just call the ambulance. Just call the fucking... Moral story, call the fucking ambulance. Like, I get it. You don't want to get in trouble because you're smoking pot and doing illegal psychedelics. They weren't as hard on that shit, I feel like. And they're rich white men. They'll be fine. Yeah. Well, these two people that were in the hotel with him were two women. His girlfriend and his friend's girlfriend. Oh, they're still fine. Were they white? They would be fine. Yeah, they were white. Yeah, I mean, I hate to be like that, but guys, let's, let's look at the times we live in. Yeah. Yeah. They would have been fine. Would have been fine. So before his death, Graham told his friend Phil Kaufman that when he died, he wanted his ashes scattered in the Joshua Tree Desert, the one place he loved more than anywhere else in the world. Yeah, that sounds about right. But Graham's stepfather, Bob Parsons, had made arrangements to have Graham's body buried in New (gasps) Orleans. No. But Phil Kaufman wanted to fulfill his friend's wishes, so he stole Graham's (gasps) body from the LAX airport. Drove it out to the Caprock area of the Joshua Tree Desert in a borrowed hearse, poured five gallons of gasoline on his body, and lit it on fire in an attempt to cremate him. Number one, that is the most metal thing ever. Right? Number two, that is the best friend ever. Right? Number three, holy shit, that's the best thing I've ever heard. (laughs) Like, I was really upset. And then you were like, but his friend stole his corpse and set it on fire. And I'm like, yay! In a hearse. He showed up to the airport, drove out onto the tarmac in the hearse. And because they were literally putting his body on an airplane to fly it to Louisiana. And he was like, oh, oh, no, there's been a change of plans. We're supposed to have the funeral out here in L.A. LA, So I'm going to take the body. And the people were like, okay. And just had him sign some papers, and then he took the body, put it in the hearse, drove him out to the fucking thing. He was shit-faced and high the whole time. Oh, my God. Guys, that's a fucking ride or die right right? there. That is... That That is is the ultimate ride or die. what was this guy's name? Phil Kaufman. Be Phil Kaufman. To your friends. be Phil Kaufman. Just be Phil Kaufman. (laughs) That's that's what you should always aspire to be. Yep. Oh, my God. they ended up, like successfully burning half of his body oh. before the cops came oh and God. caught them. <laughs> only half. The body was only half burnt and 35 pounds of charred remains were left in the desert. Hey, did the cops show up and go, how'd it get burnt? How'd it get burnt? How'd it get burnt? <laughs> what was left of Graham's body was buried in uh, Materi, Louisiana. I don't know how to say the name of that town. Even though half of his body was left to blow around the desert, Graham's spirit apparently lingers in the Joshua Tree Motel. People report various kinds of activity in room eight, including doors opening and closing with no one coming in or leaving, (laughs) objects moved and wall decorations taken down when no one was in the room, and a mirror, which was there when Graham died and still hangs in the room, moving on its own. Huh. So he's just doing little little things to be like, hey guys, I'm here. I'm watching you fuck. <laughs> I mean, that's what I get from Graham Parsons. Is he's that guy who's like, 
His ghost is just sitting in a chair in the corner watching you bone in he's that He's just room. watching everything. Is, every time he's like, I'm into this. I'm into this. I'm you know what? This. I got enough psychedelics still in my ghost body. Yeah. I can do this. Uh, country singer Casey Musgraves insists that a painting that was hanging on the wall in her motel room moved off the wall by itself mm-hmm. and that it was because of Graham. She was staying at the hotel while filming a music video and noticed a painting hanging high up on the wall near the ceiling. She came into the room one day and the painting was off the wall, propped up next to the couch. She had no explanation for why it was there. And as far as she knew, no one had been in the room all day. It was Graham. It was Graham. You know, I'm still a skeptic. I but still these are believe fun in stories. But if I'm wrong, I want to I wanna come back as Graham Parsons' ghost. <laughs> I want to be that ghost that's just like kind of skulks around like, I see you. I'm a but ghost. you know what? At least he's in the place he loved the most. Right? He's in that desert. That's he a, loved That's it. a really good, that's an awesome note to end it on. That's a nice high note to be like, you know what though? He lived as he died. He died as he lived. Yeah. And that's all that matters. He's ghosting as he lived as well, I guess weirdly enough another funny and sad coincidence phil kaufman he was the he was grams and a bunch of other artists tour manager i believe okay and his nickname was the mangler okay um but he wrote an autobiography i believe in in the early the 90s or the early 2000s and then he got into a car accident car accident in 2015 where he when he was on a motorcycle oh. and it was it was like a really bad accident and then i was reading about his accident and everything on this one online article and right next to it they had a picture of the cover of his autobiography his autobiography is called the road mangler <gasps> Right oh. next to the blurb about his motorcycle Guys, accident. I'm like, no, this is not good. <laughs> that's bad form. Really bad form. Bad form. The road mangler. Guys, come on. He Ooh. survived, though. Oh, wow, He really? survived. See, I hate, I wonder if somebody starts to tell me motorcycle accidents. I'm like, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know. Stop saying it, stop yeah. saying it, because... I am trying really hard to not be scared when I ride my motorcycle. <laughs> and when you tell me stories like that, all of a sudden I'll be riding on this country road and I think, what if I go around this turn and I just get hit and I just die? Nope, now I'm going to turn around and go back home. I think this about nice. that constantly just when I'm driving my car. Oh, Anytime see, I'm so, driving my car. I feel fine in my car. I feel safe in my car. I don't feel safe on my motorcycle. You feel safe in your car. Not on my bike, but yes, in my car. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're just remaking songs today. We're doing a really good job about it. I'm I'm, I'm here for it. Well, I hope I did a good job with these uh, ghost stories. They're no. not that creepy, but they're fucking funny. Oh, they're fucking hilarious. <laughs> I'm still enamored with the thought of Dan Aykroyd just big spooning ghost mama Cass. <laughs> that's going to that's gonna keep a smile on my face for at I least I would love two to days. have somebody draw that. Guys, come on. Somebody's got to be able to draw. Can someone please draw that for us? Please. I need it in my life. I will frame it 20 times. Yeah. Yes. Man. And there's there's plenty more. Maybe next year we can do another. Yeah. I mean, there's always there's always more Halloweens. Yeah. 
then maybe by that time we'll have plenty more post Malone stories about how oh how bad God. his luck is. I think oh every October God. we should do a post Malone update. <laughs> <laughs> or fucking was he a, a box? Dibic box. Dibic box. Dibic yeah. box Malone. Dibic box Malone. <laughs> fucking. Oh, bad luck is following me around. No, bad luck is happening to people around you, you fucking idiot. I'm surviving all of these horrible things. I have awful luck. Also, I make millions and drive a Rolls Royce. Whatever. I hate it. I hate it so much. (sighs) Right with that. Hope you guys don't hate us. I mean, clearly, if you're still we listening. We gave you no reason to hate us this time. I'd like to think. I mean, I think we were pretty nice. We are pretty good. We didn't shit talk too much. We saved all for Post Malone, and frankly, he deserves it. Guys, come on. I mean, look at this guy. He's a curse box. He's a stray dog's butthole. Oh. Is what he is. Damn. Now I need to go listen to him, though, just to, like, have context. No. No, I'm going to do it. No. That's what I do. It's your funeral, mama. It is. Hey, just don't come back and haunt me. Haunt Post Malone. No, I'll just haunt Dan Aykroyd because I know he'll spoon me. (laughs) God damn it. I don't want Dan Aykroyd spooning me. You know what? That's creepy. That'd be like your dad spooning you. No. 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 No, it wouldn't. Yeah, it would. (laughs) Fine, I'll go find Bill Murray. Maybe he'll spoon me. Slightly better? Maybe. I, I mean, maybe. Nope. You need Dean to spoon you. God damn it. I can't. Dean Winchester can spoon the shit out of you. I can't haunt Dean Winchester because I will expect more than a spoon. (laughs) Let's just leave it at that. Uh, You'll get a big old spoon. I think think that's where we're ending it on today. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, everybody, for listening. (laughs) We appreciate you. And if you appreciate us and enjoy us, maybe you go on iTunes and leave us a five-star review because we're fucking awesome and tell us how awesome we are. That'd be cool. For fuck's sake, people. It's not that hard. <laughs> well, don't. No. I mean, I, I, I'm I, going the good cop route and she'll go the bad cop route. <laughs> but like, you know, please. Just fucking do it. Come yeah. on. See? How can you say no to either one of those <laughs> or both of those? I don't know. But the point being... Uh, follow us on all the things. I mean, you're already listening to us, so keep following us on what you're following us on. Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, all that jazz. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Tell your grandma. Tell everybody. Tell your kids. Tell everybody. Tell. You know what? If you have people who are like, hey, learn more about music, you send them our way. We'll teach you. We'll teach them. Teach everybody. We got you. We got it. And if you want to follow us on social media, we got the Twitters at Pod and Instagram and Facebook at Rock Candy Podcast. And of course, the website www.rockcandypodcast.com. So, you want to drop us an email or say anything, you can do it there. That'd be rad. Very cool. Yeah. So, come back next week. We got we got a fun one next week. <laughs> I think it's really fun anyway. And it's, uh, it's still more spoop spooptober. Spooptober, spoop in your pants. Spoop in your pants all month long. Yeah. I hope you got those super deluxe Oops, I crapped my pants. Yes, diapers. <laughs> because we got more coming next week. You're gonna week. need them. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Yeah. So in the meantime, yeah. always wear shoes walking down the stairs. And always wear pants when you're wearing a shirt. If you're not wearing a shirt, or if you're not wearing pants, then don't wear your shirt. Don't, 
Is it shirt cock? Shirt cock. Don't shirt cock. Don't shirt cock. It's stupid. Um, no woman's been ever turned on with shirt cocking. Nope. Nope. I can't wait for the woman who who messages us and says, nah, I like shirt cocks. <laughs> and then we'll be wrong. And <laughs> we'll just say, get out. Yeah. Just get out. Come on. Have higher standards for yourself. Liar. Naked or nothing. Rubbish. Boo. 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 Oh, my God. With Liar. that. <laughs> Party on, Ashley. <laughs> Party on, Maggie. Party on, you crazy kids out there. Ooh. Spoo.